bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. Hello, everybody. Hello, Philadelphia. Welcome back once again to yet another edition of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. As always, my name is Ryan Conway, and joining me here is my co-host, Sam Glavin, and our producer, Seamus G. Half behind the glass, half in front. He's, uh, he's here in the, in the Zoom call, ladies and gentlemen. How we he's doing? How we doing? It's been a minute. It has been a minute. It's been over a month. It has been. We got a lot to talk about, obviously. Big news with the Sixers. Doc Rivers is the head coach. The Phillies missed the playoffs in dramatic or not so dramatic fashion. And, uh, you know, the Sixers, you know, they, they've done some stuff and the Eagles are horrible. So before we get into all that, stay tuned, of course. Seamus G, it's been a while since the people have heard from you. It has. What's going on with you? What's going on with the Flyers, you know? All right. So I'll just, um, yeah, I'll start with myself. A little life update. I moved. To the Young Bunk with Mr. Ryan Conway. Uh, we have a lot of micro t- content coming out. Um, what else? I mean, yeah, I'm going to school. Transferred last semester. It's going well. Uh, majoring in economics, which is basically just voodoo mathematics, um, because it's, it's it's a bunch of variables that are taken as constants when they have to be variables. So it's a, it's a nothing. It's a nothing thought process. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Pierce tested positive for Rona going into St. St. Joe's. That's my school. Into Williams. And uh, I had to get tested twice. I did. And they were both negative. So that's what, basically what's going on. Uh, turns out I'm very good at a video game. Chill. Uh, I stream sometimes. Anyways, the Flyers. Yes, the Flyers. Um, just, you should quote me on this. Well, this could be in the micro content, whatever. Carter Hart should be signed to lifetime, 10 year, whatever it is deal, because he is going to be the goalie of the future. He's going to be what kids that are 10, six to 10 year olds who decide to play goalie because of Carter Hart. That's, and he's amazing. Uh, I think he'll be a top 25 NHL player of all time. No cap. Whoa. And um, yeah, I, I know that's bold to say, uh, but yeah, yeah, I know it's bold to say, but either way, uh, Clutch Roof, thank you, Captain, for all that you've done. Um, maybe you could do a little player coaching after this year, but uh, that was you. You retired? For- he, he's done? No, no, he's not. But that was piss poor. Playoff performance yeah, by him. Bad. He might brutal. as well have been not playing. Um, Kevin Hayes, we have you for six more years. Let's go, Hazy Boy. Um, Abe Cabell, I think it's NAK. Uh, I either got re signed, but regardless, he's a beast. He's just everywhere all the time. Scott Lawton will forever be known as the Laugh Factory, in my opinion, just because I think it's funny. And he was just hawsing at the entire Austin. I was I was here for it. Uh, people like Niskanen, Thompson, uh, like all all the those little guys, Proveroff, Sandheim, they they all did well. I'm looking forward to next year. So I just have like one sense for the sit for the Flyers. Uh, everybody just rest up and get ready for a deep playoff run. Let's go, boys. Let's go. Fly, Flyers, right. fly. 
Good stuff. That's all I needed to hear. And the rest of that stuff could just, just in one ear out the other. And, uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm excited about the flyers. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, Seamus G is the, is the hype man of the flyers. And, um, I'm glad, I'm glad we had his expertise right there. Absolutely. But, uh, let, let's, let's get into the real sports. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. Oh, wow. Very funny. Very nice little cheap shot. Yeah, Back into yeah. our more regularly scheduled programming. You could say we're going to talk Sixers to open up the, uh, the rest of the episode. Doc Rivers is our new head coach. He left, he left Philadelphia this afternoon and in the, in the notes page, I originally had, how the hell do we let him leave Philly without a deal? <laughs> and then it turns out that there was a deal. So was. Uh, I'm glad that we didn't let him leave Philly without a deal. That he's our new head coach, Brett Brown, of course, fired immediately after the playoffs. As, Doc Rivers as he should have been. Yeah. bounced from the Clippers after a pretty bad run. It's a fly in my room. My apologies. Uh, but yeah, Doc Rivers in Philadelphia. I don't know how to feel about it right now. It was super recent broke like an hour before we sat down to record so yeah. that never happens by the way we always get those after like, we record yeah it's literally like, like after. after or like yeah. i'm i'm re- literally editing that day it's just like oh man like like Embiid had a kid yeah man oh, Posted yeah, totally about it on instagram five minutes after we stopped recording uh last week so it was it was just ridiculous but now we can talk we can talk about that a little later on but yeah doc rivers how are you boys feeling about doc rivers i like it um i just I'm skeptical, like you said, because I don't want this to be Philly syndrome. Well, you know what, Ryan and I talked about this. It should just be Philly syndrome, not Philly, not Philadelphia Phillies syndrome. Um, the problem with the Phillies was obviously they they fired Gabe Kapler as they should have, and um, decided to go with Joe Girardi, which was fantastic. But everyone kind of expected, myself included. Uh, for him to fix all the problems automatically for, for a year and then just go to the playoffs and, and succeed and whatnot. Um, turns out that didn't really work out. And um, the, the front office is obviously the problem. Matt Klontag needs to go. Um, but I, that, that's kind of how I'm feeling about the Sixers right now too. So like, yeah, that's great. They hired Doc Rivers. He's a great like tenured coach. Like he's, he's proven himself. Um, but that's not, it's, it's, it's not going to solve all the problems. You know, it's it's the, the problem is Elton Brand, and the problem was is the front office, and they need to they need to get that sorted out. And then, yeah, it's great we have Doc Rivers, but you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. He also has a has a history of not not doing so hot in the playoffs, but at least he's made the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's won a championship before. That's one. Yep. Granted, it was that one Celtics team, and it was oh eight or oh nine. It was oh eight. Yeah. Oh eight. Yeah. Where they just, you know, they still ride that championship for everything it's worth. Like Paul Pierce does that. So I, I, I don't like that championship team at all. A, because they're the Celtics, and B, because they've just milked it for 12 years now, and I'm sick of hearing about it. Yeah. But, you know, Doc Rivers, you know, he was a good coach. He got traded, which is an odd move with coaches. Coaches are rarely traded in the NBA, but he got traded to the Clippers. Yeah, cool. I, I actually forgot about that. Yeah, it's just, that was just kind of a fun little tidbit in NBA yeah. history. But yeah, and then the Clippers were always the you know the you know the redheaded stepchild to the <laughs> to the Lakers, and Doc Rivers couldn't get out of the second round. This year they made it to the uh, not even the conference finals, right? Yeah, so that's continued even with all new talent. But, uh, you know, I hope he can come here and build a culture. I think that's the most important thing with this Sixers team is to give it an identity. Because under Brett Brown, 
I didn't see much of an identity and I was in denial, of course, as a, you know, a well-known Brett Brown apologist, but there was no real culture. And we saw that at the end of the playoffs when Brett said, we don't really have a slam the table or flip the table in the locker room at halftime kind of guy. We don't have anybody that's yelling at anybody getting in people's faces. And while I understand that that's not always the best way to do it, we probably needed some of it to get some motivation for some people to actually play to their ability or at least not be terrible, which is what what we have. My my biggest takeaways from the Doc Rivers signing would be, one, he's worked with a big man like Embiid when he won that championship with Kevin Garnett. So he knows knows what to do with Embiid. And I think – Hopefully, hopefully this is the kind of coach that Ben Simmons needs. So I've always, I've, I've been a Ben Simmons hater for a while now, um, purely because he's a diva and he, like, he, he only does what he wants to do. Like what's going to advance his career, which actually doesn't even advance his career. It's kind of a, it's kind of ironic. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, and, and I am a sucker for irony. Don't get me wrong, but not that kind of irony. Um, that one that affects me negatively. Yes, exactly. So I think hopefully he will be able to turn Ben Simmons around and make him an actual. So like he's, he's obviously a, a good player, but hasn't really been a good player for the Sixers. Like he hasn't really helped the team. I don't think that much. So like, I think, uh, I think hopefully Doc Rivers will, will, will change that. Yeah. I mean, it'll, it, it'll be good to get a new head coach in obviously a new perspective, a new way to run the organization on a coaching level, which I think is a great move. Something that I guess, you know, Brett, it didn't click. He was here long enough. Didn't click sucks, mm-hmm. whatever. But really, I mean, we talked about it earlier and we're never going to stop talking about it is if you look at the team as constructed, I don't care who's coaching it. Yeah. Like Brett Brown probably should have done better than a sweep against the Celtics, but that just wasn't a team that was built for the playoffs. And it was funny because they talked about how they were built for the playoffs. I'm like, you don't have shooters. Well, I got the sun lineup, man. What are you talking Dude, about? I was so excited. Dude, we do. So... We're going to be the Pistons. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Yeah, now we're the Pistons of, of the NBA, basically. We're just trash. But, yeah. it's you know, it, it'll be good to have him. I hope he's not washed. This is one of those yeah. guys where I'm like, he could easily have just had his career ended by this bad series. But, <laughs> Seamus, did you hear that downstairs? Yeah, somebody was skirting out of there. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> that was <laughs> totally killed my train of thought. Someone just Tokyo drifted around our very narrow corner, and I could hear the. Could you hear it, Sam? Could you hear no. it through the mic? No, yeah. it was louder That's than the Mr. Softy. Not, not, not as not as loud as the Mr. Softy truck. Dude, the Mr. Softy truck. <laughs> that, that came by like an hour ago. I was like, thank goodness. We're but back to the point. I'm just trying to think about talking about. You're so right. It's when like you're right, I you're thought right. that he was done for like three years now. Mm-hmm. I never had a lot of faith in Doc Rivers. I always thought he was a good enough coach where if you give him the perfect lineup, he can win. Yep. I don't know if he's an elevate the lineup kind of guy. Fair. I hope he is. It probably oh, just depends on the players and the culture that's, that's established. But this year he didn't elevate Paul and Kawhi. They just sucked. And that's obviously not all coaching, uh-huh. but he still lost. He did. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, well, from what you were talking about with what Kenny Atkinson would have brought to the table and what Doc, what Doc Rivers would bring to the table now, I mean, it's, it's 50-50. I mean, I think I, I'm happy with the coaching decision. Obviously, yeah. I'm with you. I would have wanted to take – I would have wanted Kenny Atkinson. Um, I, I think the Nets made, made a pretty big mistake letting him go. But 
you know, it's uh, hey, they got Steve Nash now. They do have Steve Nash, and one of one of my roommates upstairs was talking about how they're literally going to be the one seed next year, and I I wanted to I wanted to off myself. They could be. They could be the two or three. I don't I don't want that to happen. Oh, I don't want it to happen. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it to happen. Definitely could happen. I don't know, man. But anything I mean, can happen. It's besides, it's the, it's, besi- it's, the, it's beside the point. I yeah. I think we obviously we had to make some kind of hire. I, I just didn't want it to be Tyron Lou. Is basically what I'm trying to get at. Either Kenny Atkinson, I would have even taken D'Antoni over over Ty Lue. Like, yeah, easily. Ty Lue was the bottom of my list. Yeah, and so the fact that they did hire somebody other than Ty Lue because it seemed like that that's the direction that they were going to go for a while now, until like D'Antoni came into the picture and Doc Rivers came into the picture. I think like three days ago, and then they hired him like right yeah, on the spot, yeah. which is really quickly. It was like I got the Doc Rivers out in uh in, in la and then five minutes later i saw doc rivers strong candidate for philadelphia coaching job on bleach report five minutes later i was like yeah that. yeah that seems like a pretty easy decision yeah. i mean i obviously would have wanted Ken- I-, I wanted kenny but literally no one on twitter wanted kenny nobody talked about kenny so i don't know maybe someone's got some dirt on him maybe something happened but i'm happy with doc if we hired Ty Lu, i would not watch Ed- i would not watch a single Sixers game. Even if we went to and won the finals, I would not watch a single game. That's fair. I mean, I'd be right there with you. <laughs> I would become would a take, Mavericks fan. It would take significantly less for me to not watch a single Sixers game as well. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, so if I'm not watching the Sixers. Yeah. If you're not watching the Sixers, you bet your ass I'm not watching the Sixers. <laughs> you're going to be like, they're playing tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Are they home? Maybe they'll win then. Maybe. Probably not. I don't I, not with Ty Lue with the helmet. Not with Ty Lue. Not with Ty Lue running the ship. But no, nah, I'm ha- I'm happy with it. I mean, I know yeah. I just don't want it to be like another like Joe Girardi situation where like he doesn't have like the tools or the players to to to, to succeed and to fix all the problems and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's the step in the right direction, no question about it. But there's still more work that needs to be done. That's it. Yeah, we're we've reached a point with this i guess really every front office where they have one year it seems like mm-hmm. i feel like how he's gonna get one more year yeah it doesn't look too good right now. um yeah. uh you know elton's got clearly has one more season like if they suck Makes suck no if he can't build a roster he has to go after next season well i think he has to go this year but i think he has to i think so too but i'm talking about what's ownership actually gonna do right yeah yeah. And it's the same thing with Clintac. Should have been gone last year. Yeah. Should have been gone this year. Should have been gone this year. Isn't going to be gone because John Middleton doesn't want to buy him out. I yeah, that I mean this is a whole other a whole other topic, yeah. but like it's yeah. just like I just so it just needs to happen. Like it yeah. needs to, for the Phillies this year, maybe we can milk one more year out of Elton Brand and like get by, maybe make it to like the second round, but like other than that, like I don't see yeah. how much else. Like they could we just talk about Elton Brand for a second. We took him from the Blue Coats, so and dumb, him, and made him a National Basketball Association GM. Dumb Blue Coats. The, the G League GMs get handed players. Say here you go. Like what does a GM even develop them? Yeah. yeah. What does, a G, what does a GM even do in the G League? Like I don't know. They, they just say they just like sign off. Say yeah, players. okay, I'll take him. Like what? That's not what you do in the NBA. The NBA, you actually have to go out and get players. Yeah, that are good. So, I don't know how he got that job, but 
and he hasn't been very good at it here. So no, I'm I I don't I need him to leave. I just yeah. need him to leave. That's I'm it. sick of him, dude. I, I I'm I, you 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 really fucked up the team. That's all I'm saying. You came in and you went. Let me switch everything around. Yeah, let's make big moves. Let's get rid of Jimmy Butler players. And uh, let's let's get rid of Jimmy Butler and let's he's get rid in of the finals. And he's in the finals. And um, he, I mean, he got, they got crossed yesterday. That was kind of crazy, but yeah, it was still like he's we we like Ryan said we thought he was gonna that's like that's early retirement for him, and now he's in the finals. Yeah, I really made an ass of myself at that take. I, I, I that really was probably my worst take ever made. Yeah, I got I got flamed for probably my worst ever take on my other podcast the other day. Yeah, meaning yesterday. I mean, it was I had I had Carson Wentz as a top five quarterback this year. Yeah, and, yeah. As you, as you mentioned in the last episode as well. I did. That's yep. Tough. But I I, I got I got I got flamed. No no question about it. But even by my my own uh, Philly sports fan. Um. So. Yeah. Sucks. So yeah, we're we're really moving into the into the into the nitty gritty here, <laughs> into into, yeah, into the negative stuff. So real we'll, quick, we'll see what happens with the Sixers. Obviously, it's a decently long off season. We're not going to have a great draft pick anyway, so it's like we'll see if we. It's really up to Allen Brand see if he can sign some free agents or trades and make some trades and dump salary because we need to get rid of Al Horford and we and Tobias. <laughs> I don't want him here either, but uh, we're going to have to give up valuable pieces to get rid of either of them, which is awful because of their inflated salaries. Yeah. So we'll see, I guess, right? We'll see what goes on with the Sixers. We'll see. We'll yeah. keep you updated as, as, as best we can, and we'll try to we'll try and keep Dude, it positive. The Sixers are like – watch the finals game. They're two to three years away from being a viable candidate. Yeah. At least. So I guess we'll keep our eye on them, but – Jeez, yeah, man. For being so close, not too long ago, it's tough. It's it just is, tough. Man. It is, bro. So, uh, yeah, we'll leave the Sixers in the rearview mirror. Good hire. We can Great agree. Hire. Good yeah, hire. I'm happy with it. The solid hire. We'll see solid how it hire. Is. Get him out of here. Yeah, this, we've just got a new guy. It's all good. So we're gonna move on from the Sixers directly into the doghouse brought to you by wide plank floor supply visit their website at www.wideplankfloorsupply.com get a recommendation for a contractor get a quote they've got their full inventory online and in the showroom and uh sam there's some deals right there are some deals indeed you know mike's discount wood warehouse is still going on there's just so much wood in the warehouse i mean it's it's crazy wide narrow obviously i mean why would you want narrow but like it's it's <laughs> narrow planks make it's me there. sick in my if, stomach if you're if your little psycho heart desires uh, <laughs> go ahead and get some narrow flooring i mean we'll take it but uh it's uh it's yeah it, it's all there you, whatever you want pre-finished all, all, all that good stuff i love so, that yeah so that's just delivered. by the shoulders of yours truly yep just right wall-to-wall wood is what I'm hearing. Wall-to-wall. Oh, my gosh. It's nuts. You should see it. It's crazy. Oh, it's, it's like, a cool warehouse. It's awesome. Just it's a like, ton of wood. I love that. I like love that. 500,000 square feet of wood. Just we, we Holy cow. Yeah. yeah. People, get your wood. Get your wood. Get wood. Get wide, wide planks, planks narrow wood. planks. Up to you, really. Yeah. But, I mean, if you get wide planks, I'm going to judge you. Or, no, if you don't get wide planks, I'm going to judge you. Wide plank floor supply. 
If it's wide, they've got it. Don't forget that, all right? I'm going to start off the doghouse brought to you by Wide Plank Floor Supply. I'm putting Doug Peterson in the doghouse. We're going to get to Easily. later, but uh, Doug is really just rubbing me the wrong way. Not only is his, is his offense stale and predictable, but he's become a little bit of a softy in the media, really like lashing out. He's like, he's really being, um, for lack of a better word, he's just really being kind of a little bitch about it. Like yeah, being a baby bag bitch about the whole situation. Yeah. Like, like you didn't have the nuts to go for it. Mm-hmm. You punted. You, you, you went punted. for the tie. You went for the tie on purpose. We'll, we'll, we'll get to all that. We'll get to all that. But you put Tom Peterson in. I just thought. Dude, was- yeah. But like, he's just being a bit of an ass and 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 being a little too defensive and it's like bro we're making valid criticisms here yeah he's yeah and 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 the way he defends Carson Wentz like to no end is just not correct like stand up for your player but don't be like catty with the media it's ridiculous so I I don't like it I don't like the vibes just shut up do your job Doug all right I'm with you. Yeah, I'll go next. I'm going to put um, LaSalle University in the doghouse. Um, I had news came out the other day that they are going to cut uh, seven programs, I believe, from their, from their athletic department, uh, one of them being baseball. And uh, I, know, I know a bunch of those guys. I went to high school with a, with a LaSalle University baseball player now, David Smith. He's one of my good friends. And uh, I've made some made some other good friends in um, in this new league that I'm playing in. The whole LaSalle University baseball team is playing in right now in New Jersey, and um, they're all great guys. They all love playing baseball. They're all very good at baseball, and they single they they were the single team that was probably like most competitive in in the A10. Other than other than that, like none of the other teams were really that competitive. Um, they've had two top, I think the last three recruiting crap recruiting classes that they've had have been in the top 20 in the nation and they're going to go ahead and and cut it after this season, which is just ridiculous. I mean, it it, it makes no sense to me in in the slightest. I mean, is it not, maybe it's not like a big money maker, but none of their athletic department isn't a big money maker for them in general. So their, their logic behind it was it's not sustainable quote sustainable to have uh, 25 athletic teams. So they're cutting it down to uh, cutting it down to 18, which sucks. But I think uh, – and I don't mean to exclude the other sports that that are also being cut. I believe it's softball, swimming and diving for both men and women, uh, and tennis for both men and women. So – and volleyball, women's volleyball as well. Oh, you can't cut women's volleyball. Yeah, it's it's it sucks. It's a it's a it's a terrible situation. Uh, a couple a couple uh, petitions going around and stuff. So if you see those, get get on those email chains and uh, save Lasalle women's volleyball. Well, save LaSalle University baseball, women's volleyball. Don't be, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. My, this is my this is my part of the show. I'm talking. <laughs> okay, this is fine. I'll talk. Um, We're talking no about, I'm talking about LaSalle University baseball, and um, Dave I hijacked Portnoy, your doghouse. Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports already already is uh, on board. He wants to help save LaSalle University baseball. It's one of the oldest uh, baseball programs in the uh, in the country. In the in the in the Philly area as well, so we got We got to get them back. We got to get them back on the field because there are a lot of great guys on that team, and some of some of them. This is just the beginning for them, so it sucks. But that's get it trending. Hashtag save LaSalle University women's volleyball. Get it trending. 
Get the hashtag out there. And baseball, too. Get the, and baseball that's the second too. one. Hashtag, hashtag and baseball, baseball too. too. <laughs> hashtag Guys and baseball, jerks. too. Guys are jerks. I'm not a jerk. We're not jerks. Jerk. We can say both. Let's do it, boys. All right. <laughs> uh, in my doghouse, I'm, I'm easily putting – I wanted to put Matt Klintak, but – you can't fault a guy for staying at a job. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fault John Middleton. What the H bud? What's going on, man? I have a the amount of tweets I saw this year was like fifty three games until Matt Glentag is no longer the GM of the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm like, yes, at least there's a bright spot with this pitching staff, at least there's a bright spot. That bright spot is no longer. It is a year longer tunnel. Brutal. 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 Just tough. Doghouse. Easy doghouse. I feel like these are all pretty easy doghouses. Not a lot of controversy in this segment. Would you guys agree with that? No, yeah. No, there's just a lot of hate to go around. So. Yeah, just a lot of agita we've been getting from a lot of different places. That was the doghouse brought to you by Wide Plank Floor Supply. Visit their website at www.wideplankfloorsupply.com. Get a recommendation for a contractor. Get a quote. Get it all planned out. Get in touch with them. Get some wood. Like, what's stopping you? I don't know. I don't know your life. Just go get the damn wood, all right? It's wide. I, that's all I have to say. On Better the phone call and we're at your door in two days. Doghouse brought to you by Wide Plank Floor Supply. We're going to move on into the Phillies segment. Just one moment, Sam, before you get started uh, doing whatever it is you do when you talk for these 20 minutes uh, as I t- completely zone out. Uh, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> the bullpen, not great. Actually, probably one of the worst bullpens in baseball history. And um, we got we to gotta do something about it. So here's what I got. The Phillies had a very good lineup this year. They – slashed a, a decent batting average they were bringing in runs um they were at one point they w- were in the lead for i'm gonna start the segment over guys i'm sorry i'm no my, mind, my mind is elsewhere <laughs> for some reason um that was mine no <laughs> yeah. all right so phillies this is obviously my time to talk about the Phillies season and uh obviously it's ended right now so we're gonna get to it Phillies need to clean house, simply put, in the, uh, in the front office. I mean, Matt Klintak's got to go. I think John Middleton should, should think about selling the team. Um, obviously, Andy McPhail, I don't even know what he does. He just got to go. Um, I think that the lineup this year was very good. I thought that um, the bullpen made that lineup seem worse than it actually was. Uh, the Phillies were leading. At one point in the season, the Phillies led 41 of their 48 games and um, their record at that point was 24 and 24. So there are really no other stats needed to, to, to say like what, like what a dumpster fire that, that Phillies bullpen was this year. Uh, the starting pitching was fine even, and Zach Eflin was actually a very nice surprise. And obviously we had Aaron Nola and we had, Z- or excuse me, uh, Zach Wheeler. And um, Arietta wasn't even that bad either this year. Uh, so we, we got quality starts out of our, out of our starting pitching this year. Uh, minus like a few bumps in the road, but that's that'll happen even in a even in a sixty game season, uh, let alone a hundred sixty two game season. So, the full focus of the off season should be to should be the bullpen. 
simply put. I mean, if we Easily. keep this lineup, if we keep this lineup the way it is or somewhat the way it is, obviously with JT maybe not coming back and DD maybe not coming back, uh, that's another that's another topic we'll, we'll get into a little bit later. Uh, but it's it's the bullpen makes this lineup worse, and so we need we need to be able to to, to close out games and to to hold leads and simply like no lead was safe this year. It, it was ridiculous. Even even when we had that ten run lead, I forget who we were even playing. I think it was the Braves, where we were up I think like ten runs, and then we eventually like only were winning by one run at the end of the game. So it's it's even those those close losses that just make the seat like put a put a dent in the season. And it put a dent in all of our all of our bullpen arms. So the lineup was great, um, and I just think that we need to keep that lineup somewhat somewhat similar. Uh, we need to bring back Didi Gregorius, and um, obviously it would be nice to sign JT back. But I don't want to really get into a uh, you know Al Horford type situation or a, a Tobias Harris type situation where we're overpaying a guy who's maybe in his his later years of uh, of his prime. So. That's that's another thing we can talk about, but um, I think we definitely need to sign DD back. He was a he was a great part of the lineup. He was he was just fantastic. He was great defensively, and um, yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm at. Oh, Alec Bohm. I can't believe I haven't mentioned Alec Bohm yet. Yeah, dude, um, dude, what a, what a beast! You mean rookie Alec of the Bohm. year? Yeah, rookie. He should definitely be rookie of the year. There's no question about it. He was. He will be. He just will be. I I sure hope so. I mean, I can't really think of any rookies that have that have done what he's been doing. Um, but most of the rookies have been flying under the radar along with Alec Bohm um, this year, just because it's a 60 game season. They haven't really have their, their, their time to shine. Uh, but Alec Bohm really did take his, take his time and he, and he, he shined. It was great. Yeah. Always on plate. He ended hitting like 330, I think. And he had like, he had a bunch of RBIs, a couple home runs. We need to get those home run numbers up a little bit, but uh, I don't want to, I don't want to change his. I don't want to change his swing in the slightest. He sees yeah. like, I just love, I loved watching Alec Bohm's at bats just as much as I loved watching Bryce Harper's at bats this year. Simple I enjoyed Bohm's more. Did you? Yeah. Because with Bryce, I just expected greatness and sometimes yeah. there was no greatness. And meanwhile, yeah. Bohm, I was like, can the kid keep it up? And then he just never stopped. He didn't. He just, like he he just got a hit like every – it felt like he was on base every game at least once or twice, either getting a hit. And he and he gets infield hits too where he just hits a chopper and just books it down the first baseline yeah. and beats the throw by a mile because the kids, yeah. not only is he, you know, at least getting some contact, he's playing hard too. Even though yeah. sometimes yeah. his defense leaves a little – just a little bit to be desired. Especially the bat is too valuable. The bat is like he's going to be one of the best hitters oh, yeah. in Philly's history. Like that's not even a hot take. That's just a fact. <laughs> I sure hope so. I mean, I, I, the other thing I don't want to have, I don't want another Reese Hoskins situation on our hands. No. Yeah. Um, so, but I, but I've seen things in Alec Bohm that I didn't see in Reese Hoskins. Like obviously, so like for me, what I think of Alec Bohm, I think of putting Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper together mm-hmm. in a young, in a young body. And in like, he's in the, he's in the beginning of his career. Like he's, and he's killing it. He's, he's just killing it. And yeah. I mean, like you said that there are some things to be desired in his defense, which is absolutely true, but there are some flashes of just greatness there too. Mm-hmm. You saw some plays like early, like when he started um, playing third base, uh, obviously they moved him to DH after a little while, which is fine. Like I'm fine with him being in the DH spot because the NL is simply just going to adopt the DH spot after this year, because this was their year to bring in as an excuse. Oh, it's just for, it's just because we're COVID. No, you're going to bring it in. Like, just don't, don't use that as an excuse. It's better. It's better. I like it. I 
like I like it better for the Phillies. I really do. Um, obviously, like I'm a I'm a baseball purist. I want the like I want the pitcher to be in there. Like, but it it does it helps the Phillies tremendously. Mm-hmm. And so it's also it just does. like a lot of times you get to the pitcher at the bottom of the order, and then it's like oh it could be a high leverage situation, and then the fucking pitcher comes up to bat, and then he's yeah. just like I don't I'm not even gonna swing and just end the inning and like, eh, you know? Yeah. So it just kind of can keep it keeps a little interest, and I don't think it's a crazy departure from what you know no. is already happening. So. I agree. I, I all I'm saying is it definitely helps the Phillies, and if that will be Alec Bohm's spot for the rest of his career, that's fine with me. We have to sprinkle him in at third, uh, even if we have to start him at third. I don't care. I just need him in the lineup. Like that's mm-hmm. that's it. He's been so good. Did you? See- um, I was getting into a little bit of what I thought of his like getting into the nitty gritty and stuff of his of his uh, abilities. Uh, I was saying Reese Hoskins and Bryce Harper put together take Reese Hoskins' eye, you know his 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 ability to see pitches and combine it with Bryce Harper's natural ability of just crushing baseballs gap to gap. It's it's you you couldn't ask for a better combo. I mean, he gets on base. He not only does he hit, but he gets on base. He he gets walked. He gets hit by pitches. He's got a sweet swing. He hardly ever strikes out. It's, it's awesome. It's just so good to see. It's so refreshing to see. And the the most refreshing part of it. And I, I, this refreshing is the perfect word. He came up from our farm system. (laughs) We didn't have to pay $300 million to go get a hitter like that. Nope. So um, it, it's just, it's, it's so refreshing to see the, like an actual um, Phillies draft pick, like coming up through the ranks and stuff. Easily. And, uh, speaking of another Phillies draft pick coming up through the ranks, Mickey Moniak, baby. Yeah. Mickey Moniak got some playing time. He did. Yeah. He did. All right. I mean, he, he wasn't, he wasn't awful. Uh, he wasn't great. He was just there. He was replacement level. Yeah. Which is the best you can hope for with Vicky Moniak anymore. He was just there. I mean, I'm I'm happy with him. Like, if we can keep him on the ro- – I want to keep him on the Major League roster because I think he's a viable bench player. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't draft bench players in the first round, but sometimes that happens and it's nice to have. Mm-hmm. So, I like I like, I like like having Mickey Moniak up there. He's a nice – he's fresh. He's fresh blood. He's fresh arm, fresh hitter. So, and uh, the speed's there too. So he's, he's pretty speedy. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. There, there are some bright spots in the Phillies organization. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I have a question for you, Sam. Go shoot. Yeah. Do you, uh, I, uh, I, I'm just gonna ask, did you see, uh, the tweet that said uh, that let us know what the Phillies record had to be in their last eight games to make the playoffs and then what it actually was. I did see the tweet. Um, I don't remember what exactly needs. So we had oh, to go. are you talking about like what what needed to happen for them to get into the playoffs, like the very last day? No, just what if 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 we won this amount of games and lost this amount of games, we would have made the playoffs. Oh, if we had a winning record, we automatically would have been in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, if we even if we, even if we had, I'm a talking about in that stretch though. Mm-hmm. I understand if you have a winning record, odds are you make the playoffs. Yeah. But in that stretch, they had to go two and six. Okay. To yeah, close out the sucks. season. And we went one and seven. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we missed the playoffs. Right. That seems about right. <laughs> yeah. Just that, is that not the most Phillies thing you've ever heard in your entire life? You want to know how many of those games we were leading in? Too many. Six. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We were leading in six of them. Uh, the other two, I think, were just blowouts that we just mm. didn't, that were terrible all around. So, so yeah. It's all the bullpen, dude. Like that's it's dude, the bullpen all, is trash. It's literally all it is. It's the worst bullpen that anybody has ever seen in their lives. Um, this is true. Uh, 
the Red Sox were a close second, but not really. <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, it sucked, but we're, we're going to mm. get through it. I think once we fire Clintac, at, at least fire Clintac. Honestly, I would rather have Clintac out of there and John Middleton keep the team. To be honest, I, I just need Clintac out because he doesn't know how to build a baseball team. That's, that's it. Like, that's like, so, so like, like if we're, if we're talking about building a team, right. Three main parts, the lineup, starting pitching, bullpen, right. Um, so two out of the three, he kind of did, right. That's a 67 on a test. So that's, that's failing in my book. You need to yeah. you need to have a well rounded team like to yep. make the playoffs. Like it's it's, it's 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 simple math. Like I don't, I don't know. It's like, it's like pit, pitching is it's like half the game. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like every single play starts with a pitch. And if we're going by my math, it's two thirds. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it's two thirds of the game because you have your starting pitchers and then your bullpen and then your yeah. lineup. Yeah. So that's, Two spots where pitchers go, and then one spot is your lineup it's and your stupid. hitters. It's just, oh. it's just ridiculous, dude. Yeah. How, how do you neglect that for so long? Like, this isn't a new issue. This is two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the more whole, than that, least, obviously, but they were not least. even in contention. Like, yeah, it didn't last, matter. Just the last two years. Just the last two years where they were like, oh, our lineup's going to carry us. Mm -hmm. Oh, it didn't work the first year? Okay, let's try it again second year. Sometimes it did work, but not often enough to make the playoffs. And the Phillies are still a completely mediocre franchise because they have a really great lineup and they have such a bad bullpen that the average (laughs) is so far from what the peak could be. Brought all the way down. That one's for The bullpen literally – was was the the weight that you tie around your ankle to like drown yourself this like year? Like a cinder block, like AJ yeah. Soprano. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> exactly. That was it. I, that's it. The bullpen is the 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 cinder block that AJ Soprano tied around his leg to try and kill himself. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and the wolves of Broad Street are Tony Soprano pulling him out of the pool. <laughs> yeah, I. Anytime we're compared to Tony Soprano, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah, man. Philly season's over, at least. At least we don't have to watch any playoff baseball, right? Bless. Yeah. Bless. I'm going to be watching playoff baseball, but it's – No, I mean Philly's playoff baseball. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, with the Phillies – like, they – at some point in the them. season, they were slated as the, I think – Five, five or seven. I don't know why I'm getting mixed up in my head. But yeah, they, were they were second in the division. They, they were slated to play the Cubs. They were slated to play the Cubs, which is a series they could have won. Oh yeah. Now so we with lost this team and we were. Yeah, this is a. It was a simply just a, a game like a series they could have won a three game series in the wild card that they could have won. The met the. I'm sorry. The Cubs pitching staff is average at best. Their lineup is average. They were just simply able to win games because their bullpen were strong. They, they were able to. You Darvish is that? Their... Yeah, you Darvish. They had um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Darvish Dice. And, that's um, when I watched him play. And uh, Kimbrel was in their bullpen as well. Okay, so. but he had a terrible year. But it's still Craig Kimbrel. So. Five. Yeah, but no, they they were slated to play the Cubs. That's a series they could have won. And all of a sudden, they were slated to play the Dodgers. And I was like, all right, we'll just lose out now, so we can get a better draft pick. Yeah. 
because that just doesn't sound worth it. We did. So. Yeah, we did. I just we I didn't need to seven. see anymore. I had seen enough. I get obviously it. would have been Good happy to see the playoffs, but mm-hmm. if anything, like personally, just for my like emotional well being, it's just better I didn't have to see us blow leads in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Exactly. It's just so much healthier. Better, for better for the psyche. Better for. Easily, Under. mind, body, spirit, the whole shebang. Yeah, the whole, whole shebang, brutal. front to back. Any uh, anything else on the fills? No, nah, I'm good, man. I'm all right. I'm depressed. <laughs> My shoulder hurts. Okay, so we're back from our break. Uh, <laughs> How did it all come out, Samuel? It's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, should I just start over OTAs? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So my shoulder's been killing me. Anyways. Oh, we're back, uh, we're back <laughs> for the break. Uh, so, Sam, Seamus, we're going to dive into a little outlandish takes anonymous brought to you by absolutely no one. These are all fans submitted all the time. Send us in your most ridiculous takes. Instagram at Wolves of Broad ST, Twitter at Wolves Broad ST. Send them in. We Send love them. them. Some of them are bad. Some of them are good. Doesn't matter. Our three favorites get put on the show every week. Get a chance to hear yours. And if it's good, if it's crazy but good, we might not flame you. But odds are we will. All odds right. are we will, yeah. That's what I'm going to go ahead and read the first one because I want to hear Sam's reaction to this immediately. John Middleton not firing Matt Klintak is a good idea. He managed to make a lethal lineup for this season. Let him build a bullpen in the offseason. Uh, this is great. I'm really glad that everybody's fallen under the Matt Klintak spell uh, for him to be able to keep his job. That's that's fantastic. I'm glad to see that the Philadelphia Phillies fans are knowledgeable. Oh, what the hell? That, that's, <laughs> what is that? That's what ridiculous. That? Like, are we gonna are we really gonna do this again for a third year in a row where yeah. we're gonna have our lineup carry us through the playoffs or, or through the through regular season? Are we really gonna or do we really want to do that for three years straight? No. Uncle. Uncle, uncle, uncle. Yeah. Like, I just can't do it. I can't. No. I, I, there's, there's nothing else to say on that. Like, is it an interesting theory in thought? Sure. No. Not. <laughs> Does it make logical sense to be able to – if he just – if he theoretically just focuses on a bullpen, right? Maybe. But no. He's not going to. No. He simply – he's not as deep. not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that one definitely warrants a sip. All right, who's got the next one? <laughs> I got it. So, all the other wide receivers being hurt on the Eagles actually benefits the Eagles long term. It is allowing Wentz to develop chemistry with Greg Ward, who will become the best receiver on the team. He already is. <laughs> <laughs> he already is. I mean, active at least. He already is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, are we just grasping the straws here, really? Like, it, this is just, like, I, I, I find it hard. Like, I can, I can make excuses for the Eagles with the best of them. I mean, I'm, I'm a Philadelphian. I, I get it. But this is, this is too far. I, there are no excuses for this Eagles team. There, no. There's simply none. I, they punted. They punted. Yeah. There's no excuse for the coaching staff. There's no excuse for the level of play of Carson Wentz. There's no excuse for the defense being terrible. Obviously, the offensive line has been having some injury problems, right? That's the, that's, Wait, that's the, one, that's the one excuse I can think of is the injury problems that we have right now. But it, it's literally every year. Like, we get injury problems literally every year. 
So at, like, at I don't see point. why this is a surprise. The organization should have it figured out by now that we are probably going to have one or two or 10 of our best players being injured throughout the season. So they have to, they have to know like how to figure that out. And they haven't yet. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I but Greg that. Ward building chemistry, more chemistry with Carson Wentz. That's Fine a problem. Never a bad Fine thing. I guess. Like, it's just, at this point, we'll take what we can get. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's literally – uh, you got to play the – you know, you got to play the hand you're dealt. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we've been dealt it. All right, we got one more outlandish take. You want me to say it? Yeah. Um, the Phillies should sign back DD before JT. At this point, like, probably. I mean, if we're not going to sign JT, I want DD. Here's the thing. So, I – I don't like when you say, here's the thing, Sam. I, I, you know, we'll, we're just going to have to get used to it because here, here it is. Here is the thing. So, I like – I love Didi, obviously. Uh, and I love JT. I love having the best catcher in baseball back there. But at this point, I can – like, it's, a, it's been a lose-lose situation with the JT situation, like, since – since oh, it started, yeah. since it started, I mean, oh, yeah. and it's got and it's gotten worse. It's gotten progressively worse now that Sixto Sanchez has made the playoffs before the Phillies have since they drafted him. Let's he think, throws hundred. Let that one sink 100. in. He's not only is he good, he's already made the playoffs more times than the Phillies have in his first year in the MLB. So it's a nightmare scenario, dude. That it is. It is effectively a nightmare situation. I've had this nightmare before, and it's 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 not fun. So at this point, if we are gonna if if we're gonna have to like sign him to some like hundred fifty million dollar deal where we can maybe get Didi on like I don't know ten million dollars for like the next two years or something, sure. With for like the rest of his like the rest of his viable career, I would take that over JT at this point. No because JT's only JT's I think only gonna get worse, but. I mean, as soon as he goes to another team, he's going to pop off. Like, I just know it. Like, he's going to go to the Mets. He popped and off for us this year. He did. He, well, he, he, he popped off in the first half and then started, yeah. like, slow, slow decline a little bit in the second half. But, You're like, right. I, I, I just don't see how signing JT at this point – like, obviously, we need to sign him to make up for the loss of six, though. But that's the only re- – if that's the only reason, then I, I would rather have D.D. Gregorius for the next couple of years, milk whatever we ha- milk whatever we can get out of him. And uh, have some salary cap room. Like that's 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 basically it. I, I I agree with this take. That's that's what it is. I, I agree with this take. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a lot of Phillies talk in the last however many minutes that was. So I'm feeling a little <laughs> sick to my stomach. But we're gonna go ahead. Like you away from OTAs. Send your takes in. These yep. were so, the, the, there were some hot but measured takes in this one, which yeah. I appreciated. Because as we say on the show, bad takes are a choice. Bad takes are a choice. You can choose to have a bad take, or you can put the thought and effort in to have a good one, regardless of how outlandish it is. And so, to close out the episode, of course, we're going to have to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, we already had a truth-telling session earlier in the week. Uh, when we posted the episode a couple days ago, but we, of course, recorded that episode before the Bengals game. Um, So now we're going to have the ability to kind of talk about it and what exactly transpired. It was probably one of the worst Eagles games I've ever experienced in my life. 
Yeah. Uh, and the tie was worse. We tied. We tied. We tied. We tied. Well, you know what they say about tying, right? It's for Europeans. Well, well, that. <laughs> I like that. I like that Thank a lot. Thank you. Tying uh, for Europeans. Tying is like tie, tying's like kissing your sister. Oh. And no one likes that. So. No. All right. Apparently, Doug Peterson does, though. Yeah, I guess so. All right. What, what <laughs> I must say about this defensively, if I'm Darius Slay, if I'm Brandon Graham, or if I'm Fletcher Cox, I'm fucking livid with the offense and with yeah. Doug Peterson because those three players in particular – at least the last three or four drives, they were phenomenal and gave us all the opportunity in the world. The last two drives in the fourth quarter, the last two drives in overtime, the two drives in overtime. What more can you want from a defense? What more, they like, did everything they could. They, they did everything they could. Like, sure, yeah, you gave up whatever it was to the Bengals, 20-something. 20 23. 23 to the Bengals. Tough one. That's not but that many points. That's not that many points. Your offense should easily post 27, 28 mm. on the Bengals. Score four touchdowns. Score nope. four touchdowns. Nope. Don't have a stale-ass offense. Nope. Just do better. Can't Simply do put, do better. And they can't. That's the worst part is the fact that they just simply – I don't think they can. They Especially can. now, you take a look at the injured list – it reads like a CVS receipt. It's so damn long. You, you got to zoom in to read the fucking names. And I'm just like, what am I looking at here? This is simply ridiculous. Like, and we said it earlier in OTAs, we alluded to it. Greg Ward's the only wide receiver in practice today. Deshaun, out. Hightower, out. Quez Watkins, out. Rager, out. Like, J.J. Arcega whitesides hurt. Like, what the fuck? Like... <laughs> What did he do? <laughs> it's his calf. It's his calf again. It's like, come on, man. Figure like, it what out. the hell's happening? Yeah, what, what's happening is dying. we got Trevor Lawrence, boys. Oh, my Let's God. Go. Stop, stop. If I hear that, if <laughs> I hear not? that, if I hear that not? on the show oh, one more time. Not me. Not me. If I hear not that on the show after, after this moment, from here on out, if I hear – Tank for Trevor Lawrence on the show. I'm quitting. I'm done. I don't yeah. want to hear that. Not in the slightest. I was just making an off-handed joke. No, I, I do hope that we beat Dallas twice, and that's the only thing I can hope for from this that's season. not going to happen. <laughs> well, the only hope is now, obviously, we're playing in the worst division probably the football has ever seen. Um, well, for a long period of time, so, yeah, absolutely. The Redskins – or I'm sorry, not the Redskins. The Washington football team Thank are you. at the top of the – I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Jesus. Uh, they are at the top. You're canceled. I'm calling Twitter. Hello, Jack Dorsey. Help. Yeah, this is Ryan Conway with the Wolves of Broad Street. I'd like to put in a cancellation request. On yeah, Mark Zuckerberg, I'm going to need you to come collect some <laughs> you shut down his accounts, please? Thank All you. All of them. Mark them They're as on racist it. and misinformative. They're on it. Right, cool. Continue with your point. You were saying – Oh, I, I can talk now. Okay. Cool. No. Okay, cool, cool, cool. No, actually, you're, you, no. you actually can't. Uh, because the Washington football team. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington football team is at the top of the table right now in the NFC East. I love everything about that, honestly. And they have a losing record as of now. Which is... Hey, guys, remember when I said we were going to lose the Giants? You guys shit on me. 
Well, I think that it would be a trap game, not just a difficult matchup. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So it should have been just. I'm not buying that just yet. I think I think we'll beat the Giants. Like they're they're worse than us, right? They're worse off. You think you're going to beat them twice? Yes. No Saquon. Saquon out. Yeah. No Saquon. But Slayton's good. Big point. Well, and if I guess to to your point, Seamus, it would be our big worry would be. Danny Dimes, yeah. he's been playing pretty well, but I think our defensive backs haven't been awful. Our know? backs haven't been awful. Our D line has been has had some struggles, but this past week definitely picked. But up I think the D line is the is the least of our worries going up against the Giants. Mm-hmm. So I agree. With like that. It's yeah, since agree no with Saquon, that. you know, and I think if we just if we just the Giants have to throw the football at least fifty times. Yeah, because. Yeah. Yeah, they, it's they a West simply Coast can't. Offense. They can't hand it off to anybody. One, their offensive line was brutal to begin with, even with Saquon in there. Um, even worse off than us. And he doesn't so, pass block either. Exactly. So I think we'll be fine against the Giants. So we'll be. The, so let's 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 put together the scenario. We beat the Giants twice. We've already lost to the Redskins once, and I think we'll beat the Redskins one more time. And I think we'll go 500 against the Cowboys. Dude, it wouldn't be one, one more time. time. It would just be for the first time this season. The football time. It's the just, football just, team. Just wanted to correct you. Did I say? Did I say the Redskins again? Yeah, you said Redskins, and you said we beat them one more time when in fact we lost to them. We no, lost no, no. Them. I said I think we can beat them one time. No, we lost one more time. Is what yeah. you said. Whatever. Whatever. I listened. Like it's like we're having a dialogue, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I listen to what you're saying. Yeah. But regardless, we are not going to beat the Washington football team this year. In my opinion, yeah, dude, I we made we Dwayne him. Haskins dude, look. Look at the Bengals. Like, you cannot really tell good. the Bengals are a better football team than the Washington football team. They They're have not. a better quarterback. They do have a they do have a better quarterback. That is true, but that can only get you so far when your team is fully garbage. It's true, fully it's front true. to back garbage. Granted, it's Joe Burrow looked good, but yeah. I have a question for you guys. I have a question for you guys. So it's fourth and twelve. At the end of overtime, 20 seconds left. Do you kick the 64-yarder with Jake Elliott, or do you go for it on 4th and 12? Or do I you punt it? I, know- I go for a 4th and 12, a seam without a uh, seam to Ertz or Goddard or whoever was uh, fucking available down the middle of that game. Mm-hmm. I Just, think – You got to um, run at least a play. Yeah, I think I run a play. I don't – Obviously, that that kick against the Giants a couple years back for um, yeah. Elliott was phenomenal. The the chance he could do that again wasn't it Cody Parkey that year. It wasn't Cody Parkey. No, You're dead wrong. I'm joking. I'm joking. You're dead wrong. It wasn't Cody. Parkey. Cody Parkey did hit some game winners for us in his heyday in 2014. But that stop. Is not- I don't want to talk about Cody Parkey anymore. This what, dude? Limit. He hit a game winner against the Colts. This is, it was this is my limit for Cody Parkey talk. I'm done. I don't want to talk about. Cody we didn't Parkey. even get started. But point yeah, is, yeah, exactly. Cody <laughs> Parkey's the best. I, Eagles kicker 64 yards is a pretty long way. It's a long way, which is why I think we just got to – we got to put and it in And Jake Elliott came up short against the Rams from, like, 55. He came up, like, five yards short. Yeah. Yep. No, I don't trust him to kick that kick, but run a play. Yeah, run a play. Honestly, you should have done it. a hell of a lot better in the first place. Uh-huh. Yeah, we shouldn't have even needed to just uh... It was ridiculous. It was a disgrace. Yeah, dude. So, looking forward, I have zero confidence in this team. And the fact that we punted – the fact that we punted we the punted. end of the game – 
is simply absurd. That should have been that thought should have never entered Doug's mind. There was 20 seconds left. We were on there like 45 or 40 or something of the sort. 20 seconds left. They have no timeouts. Do something. Try to win the game. And so this is this is at the end of um of I'm sorry, overtime, overtime right? Yeah. This is at the end of overtime. Yeah. Look at the previous three plays, right? Mm-hmm. So one, they get stuffed in the run a couple times, and then they lose yards on a sack, I believe. They were in field goal position. Yeah, dude, really. they got stacked and then had a penalty. And they were lined up. Pushed back. They, they and then lined up at they lined up for seven. a punt, and then they got, and then they got a, a, a false start penalty. Yeah. and pushed them back even further. Yeah, they lined up for the kick, 59-yard field goal. And then huh? uh, was it Pryor? I was, yes, it was. It yeah, was prior with the false start, which was fucking embarrassing. Like that was bad. Lost us the game, really, is what happened in in that moment. But yeah. it, the loss or the tie is in his fault. But he was the nail in the coffin. Yep, because so we it was already a fifty nine yarder that I know for a it fact. Was brutal. All we had to do was get in the field. We didn't even have to score a touchdown. All we had to do was get in field goal range. We had three opportunities to get in field goal range. Or two, yep. two, two or three. Couldn't get there mm-hmm. in a sudden death overtime. And, yeah, we shut the – our defense came to play. Brandon Graham had a big sack, big run stops. And uh, we just couldn't get it done with our offense. And I understand there's injuries. Goddard's out, um, et cetera, et cetera. But, yep. Jesus Christ, right now I'm missing Alshon Jeffrey. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Never. Right. Me too. No, it's it's just it's abysmal, and I hate talking about it. And this is a, it's a tough it's a it's a tough time to be a be in this job. You know, it's a tough time to be a podcaster right now Easy for Philadelphia sports. I can't like, imagine the guys in the radio right now fielding all those calls from every from, day, four hours a day. I can't imagine. That's crazy. That's awful. I mean, obviously, still give me a job, but yeah. yeah oh, I sign do it. Sign me. I do but it easily. It's uh, it's it it definitely be one of those tough days to to or a tough week, tough mm. month to, to, be tough a, month. to be in the Philly sports media right now, which we are. And, uh, mm. it's, uh, it's brutal. It's brutal out here. It sucks. It is. So One more what, thing. What, what, what are the things that we need to do to, to be better? Well, dude, it's like, I don't even know where to start. Carson needs to be better in general. My, yeah, we haven't talked enough about Carson. Right yeah. Now. My, Semi contract. I mean, ever, I mean, we haven't in this episode, but Philadelphia as a whole has talked plenty about Carson. Like sure. this, I don't think this should like all these injuries. I do not think that that should take any heat off of Carson once at all. Maybe moving forward, we're a little less critical. But you had actual weapons, and even when it wasn't weapons, or or even when there may have been a lack of weapons, you fucked up on your own entirely. Mm-hmm. Like he you has not been good. Balls. You have bad footwork in the pocket, throwing off your back foot, doing half a fucking split against the Washington football team to throw a pick, hold on to the ball too long, which I understand sometimes hero ball is great. I love some backyard football, roll outside the pocket, make a play. But if you're just going to stand there looking around for more than three or four seconds when the pocket is collapsing around you, then you have a low football IQ and you haven't learned anything. And this is his fifth year in the league. This is fifth year in the league, and he's trying to extend screen plays. There's blown up screen plays to Miles Sanders that he's trying to like 
get a yard or two on his feet. He fumbled. What are you doing, bud? No. Throw the ball away. Take the sack. Just do better. Just do better. Yeah, he's not been good. He's not been good. Uh, I do think maybe maybe a hot take. I do think he'll figure it out. I think he will. I think he's hey, – It's got to be better. He's hard-nosed. Oh, no, no question. I'm not questioning that in the slightest. I think he will. I think he will get better. He's hard-nosed enough. He, he shows that he cares. Um, he's he's, he's going to get better. I mean, yeah, the injuries and stuff have been – have been detrimental, but like like Ryan said, like it shouldn't it shouldn't affect him this much. Like no. he took he took obviously like we like we like to say, milkmen and dentists to the playoffs last year, and I haven't I haven't seen that Carson Wentz yet this year. I haven't. He looks he's bottom half of the league right now in uh in in quarterback. Three, yeah. Bottom Three. half. Yeah, that seems generous. <laughs> <laughs> he's been hot trash, bro. Been he bad. Has three passing yeah. touchdowns in three games. There are points where I would have liked, like I, I'm not, I'm not at the point where I'm saying bench Carson Wentz. No, but I'm two or three more bad weeks away from that. Yeah, if we don't win at all, dude. There are points where I'm like, all right, maybe I would like to see what what Jalen Hurts has to offer here. Like, yeah, if Wentz goes o five and one with the tie, bring in Jalen Hurts. Okay. Yeah. Because at that, that point, game, it's just like at that. Well, at that point, at that point, the season's a wash. Yeah. And you should get you, and you should get your draft pick some some reps. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I get what you're saying there, but there there were points in that Bengals game where I'm like, where's his game? I feel like he's got the yips. He's like Mark. Yeah, Fultz. almost. He's like Mark well, Fultz shooting a three or at the free throw line. He yeah, just doesn't seem comfortable at all. No, he, lo- no. And he looks scared at times too, which is what worries me. And so the thing, it, it 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 doesn't look like he's afraid of getting hit because clear, but he's afraid of making a mistake. Almost. Yeah, that's yeah, yes. that's what I meant. Yeah, he's not. So that's what that's worse than being afraid of getting hit because like you got some big guys, you can get a little skittish, and at least you're throwing the ball away, trying not to get hit. Mm-hmm. Mistakes from inaction are worse than mistakes from action. Yeah, he's afraid to like you know throw a pick and he does it anyway but like <laughs> holds on to the ball too long and is like i gotta complete every throw it's like no you don't dude no you do and, not and That's part of that i think is he he realizes the situation that the team is in with all the injuries and he's like all right i gotta take over like i gotta do this on my own and didn't have that many injuries week one though that's that's true. That's 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 a fair point. No. But at the same at the same time, like it's it's he's it looks like he's trying to do everything himself, and he simply can't at this point. He's not his play is not is not at that level right now for some reason, and I I don't know what to I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, man, it's just tough. It is it's tough. tough. We'll and see I hate... how the game goes. We're playing Sunday night. Hopefully, we'll get this out before Sunday night uh, yeah. football against the Niners. Uh, we're gonna get fucked. We're gonna gonna be, it's not going to be good. It's going to be 21 points. We're going to lose no, it's gonna be 14. 40. It's going to be disgusting. 10 to but 14 point 10. difference. Not going to be good. That's Seamus G's lock of the week. Your lock of the week. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say it's a dub. No. You're an idiot. No. <laughs> Here's the thing, There's though. No reason. San Francisco no reason. It is maybe the only team that has worse. The injuries, yeah. The injury bug just as bad as us. I think we true. can run. I think we can run it up the gut on them. Next We're, they're missing. Here's the thing. I think Carson's gonna have time in the pocket because they're missing both DeForest Buckner. No wait, did they trade that guy? 
I don't remember, but Fuck. Joey but Bosa. They have a guy that's hurt, and then Nick Bosa's also Nick hurt. Bosa, I don't Nick know everything about the 49ers, all right? Yeah. All right, I'm a Philly fan. I don't care. Is Kit, I, for some reason, I think Garoppolo's hurt. Is. Garoppolo is hurt. Garoppolo's hurt. Okay. Garoppolo, uh, Bosa. Uh, for some reason, I think Kittle's hurt. I don't know why, but. I don't think no, he he's, he's good to go. He is good to go? Okay. He was hurt, but he's good. He's running back. I don't I, think it's Mostert, though. Mostert I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. Dude. They have, they like, have three like major. 15 major injuries. Oh. I was thinking, uh, like, Their receiver, starting. Samuels. Yeah. I believe Samuels is injured. Is the, it Debo? They're, yes. like, first, second, fourth, and fifth corner are all, are all hurt. Their third corner is now their starting corner. I'm sticking to – I'm sticking with Dub. I, I Dude, think – Dub is not out of the question. It's not out of the question, which is the worst part about all of this. I'm sticking oh, with a dub. I think this is the week they turn it around. Here's That's the thing. It. This is a situation where I look at it, and when I look at Kyle Shanahan versus Doug Peterson, I see Kyle Shanahan winning the coaching battle on the offensive side of the ball. I, just, I, don't, I don't disagree with that at all. But here's the thing. And, and, and any year prior, I would be taking Doug, but I'm looking at what Doug is doing, and the plays don't work. Yeah. You, you've got a running back averaging seven yards a carry against the Bengals in his first ten carries. And he won't run it, yeah. And then he does seven straight pass plays, kills Miles' uh, momentum. I'm not saying it, it, once your guy's hot, just always hand him the football, but get a healthy mix. Like, when Miles is hot, he's hot. He's a, yeah, he's Miles to take flaming. the pressure off the passing game. Yep. He's freaking flambeing. He's been, he's, been, he's been the spotlight of the offense so far. He's, he's amazing. That's, that's it. Like, I and Goddard know. before Goddard got hurt, I thought he was great. Goddard was great. Yeah. I had him. I, I said last week with Ryan, I mean, I had him on my bench in fantasy. He put up like 20 points. It's crazy. Dude, I, I literally just traded away Zach Ertz because I have TJ Hawkinson. So I traded Zach Ertz and Tyreek Hill for um, um, Tyreek Cohen, the new Bears running back. Cause yeah, Tyreek Cohen, yeah. Original got hurt or Singletary. I don't know if I would have done that. but well, and, <laughs> and that and Juju. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That works. So now I, I have Juju Diggs, which is a bye week for Diggs. But. They have a bye week already? That's crazy. No, it's bye week for Juju. Oh, Juju. That's Because of the COVID stuff. Because of the COVID. That's right. I don't even want to talk about that. I don't yeah, want, I don't, yeah, we, I don't don't to, we don't need to get into that. Philly let's, 5, anybody? Let's do a Philly let's, 5. Yeah. Philly 5. We got a good one. We do. I'm here for it. Uh, have a good one for next week. As well. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I have it written down. So we got Philly Five. Philly Five this week is top five athletes outside of Philadelphia because these teams deserve no praise whatsoever. Um, in terms of top five, I'm thinking we just do favorites. We don't have to do best athletes. Oh, we're going to do fa- – I, I, I made my list prior and I did best. You did best? Well, I'm going to do favorites. I'm going to do favorites. It goes either way. Uh, I'll start. I'm going to open up with Dion Waiters. Um, Hilarious. I hate you. Hilarious. He's going to get a championship <laughs> ring regardless of what happens in these finals. I mean, the Lakers are going to win, and he's on the Lakers, so it's fine. Game one was pretty telling about the talent gap and also injuries to the Heat. So, Dion Waiters will be an NBA champion, which uh, yep. gets me very excited. Up next, I've got Luka Doncic. I just love watching that, like watching him ball out. Yeah. He's amazing. Sure. Uh, yeah. Who else? Um, right now, Cam Newton shredding it in New England. 
He's True. on my fantasy team. He's on my fantasy. He's happy to see him do it. Like I remember when he got all that hate for dabbing on everybody when he went fifteen and one with the Panthers in twenty. And they got smoked in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I was like, at first I was like, that's kind of like bullshit that he's doing that. I'm like, no, you know what? If you don't want him to do it, you got to stop him. So Cam <laughs> is on there. Up next, up next, who do I got up next? I got to go with uh, Fernando Tatis. Yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. he's awesome. What an electric factory. He's he's an absolute hoss. And then I have one more. I have one more. Who do I want to go with? Who do I want to go with? What sports have you done? A lot. I've done them all, man. Basketball. All seven of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm ready with my list whenever you're done. So I gotta go. Um fucking what's his name the guy who does the thing with the people the guy that does the thing oh no. who's this guy who's this guy i'm thinking of who's can you give me a sport a team? <laughs> no sport i can't position i can't it's uh oh i'm an idiot christian pulisic he's uh, oh, you uh genius. my apologies a little soccer action a little soccer a little yeah all right all right all right so i have uh jimmy buckets yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, <laughs> that's a tough one. I mean, he's just been solid the whole whole bubble. Um, Jake Degrom, the goat, because he is a he's fun to watch. Man, he, he's had a great season as well. I was thinking of Bieber as well, but like Degrom is just special. A right. Bieber drop Pulisic, drop Pulisic, add Trevor Bauer. True. Yeah, okay. True. All, all, right, all right. All right. All right. Final yeah. answer. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you kept Shane Bieber off your list because he shit the bed in this last playoff game. And now oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't he even got look. Rocked. Rocked. He got shelled. For yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I have Tati, Tatis Jr. Yep. Easily. Uh, dude, the Slam Diego is just one of the best parts of quarantine. It's top so five cool, parts dude. of quarantine so far. Yeah. Uh, the Joker. Nikola, uh, Jokic. Little, oh, come on! Jokic. I hate that guy, dude. He would. He he had a fantastic bubble. He just Ugh. did. Not not my fault that you're salty. Is a little bit. <laughs> I, I actually don't believe so. I think yeah. the way you. All right, and finally, my my idol, Carter Hart. Carter Hart. But he's in the city. outside of Philadelphia. But he's in the oh, city. oh 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 he's in the city. Yeah, yes he is. Fuck him. He's he's ungod. He's godly. So he's uh, no. Um, let me think. I'm trying to think of a hockey player then. Uh, Clutterbuck. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. I hated that. I hated that. <laughs> Maybe hated per- I'm trying to think of lightning. Is Perron on the Lightning at Rangers? Perrant? Perrant. Do you have any idea? I'm trying to think. But um, either way, the Bolts. Go Bolts. Interesting. All right, I'm going to do my list because that, that list was shambles. I'm going I'm to do mine now. So, yeah, go for it. I've well, got, I, I, it, was until, it was good until the last one. I've got uh, – so I, so I did like – I you guys did favorites. I did best. So That's fine. I have LeBron but James. No particular order. Yeah, obviously no particular order. I have LeBron James. <laughs> Um, I have Fernando Tatis Jr. I have um, Mike Trout. I have um, Jimmy Butler. And I have um, – uh, I had Shane Bieber on my list before he, he crapped the bed. 
Um, but I'm taking him off now, and I'm going to put uh, Tyler Hero. Okay. Great. Great stuff. Great yeah. way to round out the Philly Five, the Hallmark segment of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this ist- installment of the Wolves of Broad Street. Episode always, 30. Conway, uh, along with uh, Seamus G and Sam Glavin. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Wolves of Broad ST. Follow us on Twitter at Wolves Broad ST. I mean, like and rate, share the podcast with your friends. We, we love doing it. Check out the logo right there. Send in your outlandish takes to those social media accounts. And uh, shout out Base God. Uh, Sam, anything you'd like to add before we shut it down? I just want to say a quick, quick thank you to everyone who, uh, who viewed that, uh, that yeah. thing we did. That was pretty cool. We have over a thousand views on that. Uh, oh, on I that. actually have the stats written down. Do you want me to? Yeah, go ahead. Read them all. Yeah. All right. So, so far Podbean for episode 29 has 33 views. YouTube has eight. The reel that we did with the Curb Your Enthusiasm music and Donald Trump has 1.3K boys. that's nuts that's good stuff 1.3k 33 likes the tiktok has 410 views that's pretty cool also cool yeah so shout out shout out shout out all you guys who are allowing that uh the highlight video from episode 29 also has 400 views so yeah you guys are hitting up the content we love that we're gonna keep putting some stuff out for you guys Watch out for that merch store. It is coming, whether it be masks, stickers, T-shirts, sweatshirts, pocket tees, athletic shorts. Fanny doesn't packs. matter. Plumbus. <laughs> yeah. Bottle openers. Needless Talk. to say. Needless to say, thank you for all your support. Keep hitting, keep hitting us up on Instagram and Twitter at Wolves Abroad ST, at Wolves Abroad ST. And uh, Seamus G, go ahead and close us down, big guy. Boom. Let's go.